from Practically Culture. The guys who brought you Logan's mini TV reviews. I'm your host, Logan Bow, podcasting from Brooklyn. And Bob's mini movie reviews. I'm joined by the one, the only Bob Caswell in the Bay Area. How are you, Bob? I'm great. How are you? Introducing a new mini podcast. Oh, hanging out. You know me. Nice. Practically Culture Masters of Sex. A new mini podcast devoted to recapping every episode of Masters of Sex Season 1. Masters of Sex. Now, I really like the opening scene on this one, Bob. You know, we've all had these anticipations of conversations that we don't really want to have and what we should say. And and Ginny's practicing what she's going to say about Bill suggesting that they undertake their research with each other. Um, and I, I really liked how he was so grumpy uh, in her imagination. People are always meaner in their minds than when you really... Uh, end up talking to them. Um, anyway, the point is for now, she doesn't want to undertake the research, which of course means start having sex with each other. Yeah. Well, uh, I thought that this was sort of and mostly effective as a as a storytelling device. It's unintended consequences that it messed with my head because now I, I don't remember what the real conversation about that was because I, I remember six of them equally. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Well, see, that was interesting too because when she gets there, uh, they don't have that conversation because the study is off and Bill's pissed at Ginny for messing it up by sleeping with Ethan. That isn't what happened, of course. That had nothing to do with it. But he's so mad at her, he says, you're fired, but you can stick around and go back to being just a secretary until they find someone new. And that's the shadow over the whole episode, that limbo she's in. Yeah, no, and I and I got that, but but then toward the end of the episode, we get the real, and we don't have to talk about it now, but by the time we get the real reality of what, happened in, in the conversation about the conversation she was uh, playing out in her mind at the beginning, it felt similar to some of the other ones, and now it's just me um, not taking good enough notes or just misremembering because they all blur together. Let me stop you. Did we get the real conversation or did we get Bill imagining it? It's hard when they when they do <sighs> these imaginations as though they're the real thing. Yeah, sometimes it's okay. cool, sometimes it's confusing, but I think the one that came later was Bill sort of fantasizing that she came in and, and said, yeah, we should uh, undertake the research together. Yeah, I think you're right that we do see one of his imaginations, but I swear there was a non-imagination post-end-of-the-show imagination, but <laughs> maybe I'm just imagining that. Okay, so now <laughs> we know exactly the problem with this type of scene. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I thought I took pretty decent notes, and I don't remember it. I remember I was waiting for it the whole time, like, okay, when is we're going to get the real conversation yeah. because they were in limbo at the end is like um, well you have a job tomorrow after that I can't say and I felt like Ginny was sort of waiting you know she's not gonna just say hey we should do it if she's not gonna be on the study and even she even though the whole time she wants to do whatever she can to make herself indispensable even she's not gonna do it quite so quid pro quo like that well if you do hire me then I'll agree to the study so I feel like we we, uh, we haven't come to the bottom of that, but now that we disagree, I f- I'm going to feel weird because one of us is is not remembering it right, and uh, we're going on and on about it here. <laughs> but it's an easy thing to figure out. We just have to go sure. watch it again. <laughs> anyway, um, so, okay, where where was I? Uh, oh, so the study's off, but that doesn't stop Bill, of course. Uh, he decides he's going to go talk to Betty at the, uh, the brothel, and he wants some volunteers there. Um, but she is deciding to negotiate, and she says he'll have to get her a job in the hospital. So he does, yeah. and they move to the cat house. 
And in the middle of Bill's presentation, the cops come and haul everyone off. Now, <laughs> luckily, the police chief is one of Bill's patients, so Bill gets waived. And I just sort of wonder, that has to be true, right? Because this is based on a true story, and, and I thought it was a little bit convenient. But if it actually really happened, then I guess I'll give him a pass. Yeah, I I wondered that same thing. There's a lot of stuff going on here that is, you know, truth is stranger than fiction-esque type of content if it's really all based on true stuff or it's hard to know what's been dramatized, but that was definitely one that I was hoping was true. <laughs> and the other thing that happens because of that is Bill's... Uh, we get some really interesting territory, you know, their sexual connection or, or lack there of it. Because we've already known that, that she's really annoyed that Bill doesn't seem to be into her at all. And so then, to the brothel, she's like, oh, great. So you do you are sexually attracted to someone, just not me. You know, and later on, it's like, oh, so if you're at the brothel looking, you know, hey, I'll, you know, I'll do that for you. Don't do it. And you can tell she's very disappointed because she just can't get, get anything going uh, as a connection with her husband. Right, and I, I almost feel like this episode, um, maybe we'll get to some of the other things that Bill did, uh, but he, he doesn't come across nearly as likable as he did in the first episode. He has all sorts of flaws, uh, and, and I don't know if he's trying that hard with his wife. It seems like it's a very um, pragmatic sort of relationship for him in that he, he needs to have a child because that's what you do, and uh, she's there to... Uh, you know, set up the appropriate dinner parties and that kind of stuff, and that's another thing you do, but um, he's not really there for her emotionally <laughs> and not sexually either. It's just very, uh, I don't know. On the, on the one hand, it's a very shallow relationship, but then their conversation in the car ended up being um, not a screaming match or anything. They were able to talk about it like real adults, which props to his wife for giving him a chance in some ways, um, but it's still... Overall, I felt the episode portrayed the relationship worse, more than good, but it's yeah, mixed. Yeah, well, I, I think the part that really um, is along with what you're saying is when she says, you know what, I want Ethan as my doctor back, and it's like, no, that, you, that can't happen. Um, but she says she doesn't want to fail him both as a wife and a patient, and he just sits there and lets her feel terrible about it when he's the one failing her as a husband and a doctor. Yeah, and as a dirty liar, too, because he's the one shooting blanks, right, to add another twist to this. Um, right. And and she's a lot more broken up about it than, than he is, and she feels like she's you know, broken or something like that. When she knows yeah. that's not the case. Right. She feels responsible, and he knows that's not the case. And I don't know if this is the thing in the 50s, if, like, shooting blanks as a dude is, is super horrible for some reason. I mean, it's not great. You don't want to go advertising it necessarily, but uh, your wife can know, I think, but whatever. I don't know. I think it's just a character flaw on his part. Um, uh, and the way you already mentioned it, and maybe we'll get to it a little more later, but the way he um, isn't uh, responsive on whether or not... Um, um, uh, sorry, I forgot the name of the lead. Um, whether or not she, Jenny has the job, uh, that was kind of a dickish move through the whole episode. And uh, yeah, I'm not liking him nearly as much as I... For as progressive as he is, he, he sure is uh, pretty old school in a lot of key ways, right? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, we sort of assume we like him because he's the protagonist in the first one, but it's almost like Walter White effect, right? 
just because he's the main character. We're sort of drawn to him because it's his story. But as this one goes on, um, I'm not sure I'd put it that I like him less than I did the first one. I just we're starting to see more of him and realize that he may not be that likable of a guy. I mean, he's very driven. You can tell that he'll do anything for his work. Um, but that includes being needlessly cruel a lot to his wife, to Ginny, to, to Ethan, to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he he just needs to get what he needs for for science. And uh, that seems to be his primary motivator, and he sort of has blinders on in terms of uh, general emotions and feelings and relationships beyond that. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out, because I, I think that could get old really fast, but also um, I guess it'd be too easy if he was just um, super progressive, like, you know, in the newsroom style, you know, <laughs> now that the show is being made 60 years later, you know, all of the 21st century values are being portrayed in the 50s. So I'm glad to see some nuance and complications. He, he is a, a person of his time, and they have that much right. Yeah, it is a little bit different, and different is always uh, interesting, at least at first. Um, so... One of the weird things, though, you know, after the uh, the pilot seems to be Ginny trying to get the job and solidify herself as as a colleague, but then we're just um, we're zapped right back to where she has to prove herself again, and and we don't, I mean, we know that since it's based on a long term relationship that she will eventually prove herself, but as far as the show goes, um, I wonder how long we're going to be in this state of limbo because that I was surprised it didn't resolve it at the end actually. Yeah, me too. And I think they're really driving home the point the the point that uh, women in this time in this era really uh, <laughs> didn't have an easy time because Jenny's acting magnificently. She's like doing her job. She's taking care of kids. She's doing her job even better than most people in that position would do it. Um, she goes above and beyond in so many ways. But then any setback or bad news is has to be her fault, and she gets shafted. She gets in the previous episode, hit by a guy who doesn't understand her and who wants now to make up with her. Like, she's just totally misunderstood and abused and taken advantage of. If anything, she's almost too likable. I I, I think there, it's good that I had some <laughs> preconceived issues with Lizzie Kaplan as an actress, because otherwise this would be like borderline the perfect woman based <laughs> on these two episodes. The perfect woman living a horrible life in the 1950s because of the plight of women. But it's not quite that obvious. <laughs> Um, and at least I haven't seen that quite this way before, so I'm uh, I'm willing to, to give them some rope here. But I, I am liking that she's a very compelling character. Um, and so at the end, I guess the last thing she does that may have made some progress is, well, it's weird because Bill wants Ginny to go talk Betty out of that reversal of the tubal ligation. Um, so she goes and talks to her, but then Betty convinces Ginny that she does deserve it, and so Ginny comes back and sort of says, Bill, uh, no, maybe you should do it. Which he didn't necessarily say he would do it, but um, anyway, he said she could have the job one more day. Yeah, and this is another uh, plight of women sort of sub-storyline, which I thought was pretty fascinating because it, it uh, created a conversation in our household because on the one hand, um, uh, Jenny decided not to convince, uh, what was her name again? Betty. Um, Betty. Um, because basically Betty's situation was such that she had a real shot at uh, giving up her current lifestyle and going off and, and being a, a rich housewife, so to speak, um, and having a great life. Um, but then Jenny sort of said something very important like, you know, 
really in the end it's only going to be my children in life that I think I'm really going to love. I, I, I don't know once the honeymoon wears off. She said it more eloquently, but basically she was saying, don't assume that it's that it's all rainbows and butterflies. Um, and Betty was like, basically, fuck you. Well, not that harsh, but basically like, but it is compared to what I have. And then Jenny was like, I thought you were a lesbian and you had a real relationship. And then Betty's like, oh, she'd understand. This is my one shot. So it's just a lot of complicated themes. Like, how do you decide what the quote-unquote right thing to do is or what you want the character to do? I, I, I really don't know because it's it's good and bad both directions. Both Either choice is complicated. There's no right answer, and I, I like that a lot about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, what I think I want is for her to be able to choose for herself, but it's interesting <laughs> what she sees as her available choices, you know, and if she were really freer to make her own choices, then she might have other options available to her and not have to do this. So it's partly her own choice, but partly constrained choices too. Right, like if she could be a lesbian and not a prostitute, I'm sure she would love that choice, but it didn't seem to be in the equation. <laughs> right. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff packed in these episodes. They're so dense. Another storyline, uh, we see Ethan picking up a nurse because he's mad that, that Jenny doesn't want him. Uh, but this nurse isn't as adventurous as he'd like, and so he asks her out for the sluttiest girl in the hospital who might be more adventurous than he'd like, but in either case, he can't stop talking about Ginny, or stop thinking about Ginny. So I guess that's yeah. going to keep going on. Yeah, because she's, uh, you know, kind of the embodiment of the perfect woman, at least for him, and as the show portrays it, for for what seems like could be lots of guys. Um, <laughs> it's not just slutty he wants. He wants someone who's slutty, but almost casually slutty, not slutty for being just slutty. And Jenny's the only one in his life he's ever seen like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Um, but you're right. She is, she is a, a good catch. <laughs> um, and then one little moment of almost quasi-humor. Um, you know, the doctor in the study tries to convince the girl to keep having sex with him, uh, but she won't <laughs> because it was for science now, but now since he's married and it's not part of the study, she does not want to do it. And then, of course, she's reading The Second Sex, um, which is, you know, one of those early feminine or feminist books. And uh, so, yeah, buzzing. <laughs> um, she throws it out on them. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I thought that was almost a, a self-referential thing because I had a little bit of a complaint last time that the show is too much about, you know, the for science theme, <laughs> and they sort of, like, make fun of themselves right here, like, <laughs> where they have a guy going out on his own and being like, yeah, for science, let's have more sex, and she's like, what? No, I don't married. think it's quite the same thing. Yeah, you're married. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Um... So they're sure packing a lot of story to these episodes, like I said, and I was, uh, I think it might be more than I'd like, to be quite honest. I was hoping the pilot might have just been that way because it was the pilot. Uh, if it keeps up, though, I might get a little tired of the density, to be honest. <laughs> you want it to lighten up or, or uh, slow down a little bit, Breaking Bad style on some of these scenes? <laughs> yeah, let, let it breathe a little bit. Um, just happened so fast, uh, you know. It'd be nice to maybe Mad Men style a little bit more. Just linger a little bit. Let us let us know how people are feeling about things. Um, well, anything well, else? I'm disagree. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm just going to disagree with you a little bit there because I I actually think the pacing is refreshing. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of TV getting a lot of buzz and credit for 
slowing it down and, and really having you take it all in in these otherwise boring everyday life scenes. And Masters of Sex is, is really well done and it moves really fast and covers a lot of ground in each episode, but uh, it sure is uh, interesting. I'm definitely not bored and I like it a lot. So, Cool. Cool. Um, well, I think we're coming close to wrap up. Anything else you want to say before we do, Bob? Um, it's a refreshing show. It's uh, enjoyable. I'm I'm looking forward to see to seeing where it goes. Um, no annoying characters just yet. Uh, just complex and complicated uh, characters. A lot of density, like you mentioned. But uh, I'm excited. It's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I've still got an eye toward evaluating Masters of Sex heavily with every episode. You know, you got to figure out whether it's in the running to be one of the great TV shows. And so far, it hasn't disqualified itself. You know, I think it's a period show done well. Uh, the story wouldn't work. It wouldn't quite be the same if it were set today, so that, that's one thing that makes it work as a period piece. Um, but I would like to see a little bit more range in tone, you know, in addition to be nice to have at least some parts where, where it opens up and breathes a little bit. It, it can keep its, its fast pace the other times, get some dynamics there. Uh, I also can't really remember a really funny moment and uh, a lot of the best shows can can be funny at times. Um, <laughs> it's still early though. Still early. Those are the things that I'm looking for if I'm gonna put it on the uh, you know in the pantheon of uh, of shows. Um, but yeah, so far uh, so far so good here too. Cool. Listen to us on iTunes or practicallyculture.com. Also find us on Facebook. A mini podcast from Practically Culture. Practically Culture Masters of Sex.